Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Absolutely. Welcome. Uh, and if that's the first welcome you've heard on this podcast, uh, maybe you should go back to episode one and uh, and hear it from the very beginning. There's a lot of good a lot of good stories we've had so far. But right now we're in the midst of our Sportify series. Sportify! 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 Our mission at Sportify is to flood social media with sports highlights. <laughs> and podcast episodes, apparently. Because this is now our, what, 11th episode? So go back to 101 if you want to start and get more of the context of what we're talking about here. We're on episode 111. So uh, we're just two episodes later from our 101, right? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Only 10 people get that kind of joke. <laughs> but we're in the process of automating sports highlight videos to send them out to the internet and overwhelm people with all of the line crossing and the uh, point scoring and all that other stuff. So we started off with our, our REPL flow so we can learn about the system. Then we created a tracer bullet that was fully automated end-to-end. And, 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 we, and we, we got pretty far with that. What do you think? Yeah, we got that tracer bullet running, and then lo and behold, we ran into some bugs. Don't know where they came from. Must have been the gremlins in the machine. Couldn't have possibly <laughs> been our code. And so then we figured out how to separate out all the pure logic so that we could test it and get the I.O. and the logic apart from each other. And then we noticed that we were accumulating more and more of this pure working information the event information, the clips, information about the files we needed, information about the files we had. And so we moved all that context up into this main orchestration function so that it, it could all be there if we needed to log something out when something went wrong or make more decisions. So this function is going through this pattern of calling the IO, pure extracting it out, assigning it to, you know, a variable, going to the next spot of calling IO, extracting it out, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a lot like having, you know, working on a project on a workbench, and you have all of the tools and all the information laid out before you on that workbench. Nothing is tucked in a drawer or in some cabinet, you know, it's all there. So when there's a problem, you can look at all of it and know what, well, at least what you were thinking at the time. <laughs> Maybe you don't know what the solution <laughs> is, but you at least know what you're thinking at the time. And that's the first step, you know, knowing. Yes, definitely. It's all there at your fingertips. So, but the problem is in our, in our little uh, beautiful world that uh, where the errors are easily solved, uh, there's a persistent error that keeps <laughs> coming up. We, 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 we query the MAM, the Media Asset Manager, and it gives us a list of clips and we immediately just start downloading those clips. But the MAM uh, was a little uh, eager, a little before itself. And it told us, hey, there's an object in this path, but the object hasn't actually finished uploading there. So, oh, it's, we're so close. But maybe if we just waited just a little bit, maybe we've, oh, but, but it failed. So, how, how, what, what, oh, that's what we need to do. We need to retry. We need to retry infinitely. <laughs> 
Yes. It said, hey, I left a package for you and at the front desk. And you go to the front desk to pick up your package and nothing's there. And it's like, oh, no, no. I was working on putting it there. <laughs> the courier was on their way. Yes. And the front desk said, well, why don't you come back in 30 minutes and then try again? And then you show up and why don't you come back in 30 minutes and try again? <laughs> well, there was a way for our software to do that. Yes. Yes. So, I mean... I guess we don't really have to solve this problem, oh. though, right? We have this item potent process, right? Sure. That restarts pretty quickly. We can just keep rerunning it, and we can. It will pick up where it left off, but you know, it's doing some some extra I/O and stuff. But but we have it in a place where the process is really clear in this let block, and the logic is pure and very testable. And so we we would don't necessarily have to continue improving this function, right? I think that's a very important, just as an aside, uh, lesson for any developer is you can always stop. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> at least after it's working, um, you don't have to continually refine the solution. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we could. Well, thanks for listening to the Sportify <laughs> series, and yes. <laughs> we're glad you joined us. And uh, and this episode is all about learning when to stop. Uh, we're a few minutes in, and and now we're done. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Cue the outro music. <laughs> right. The, the, the problem I have with this is this process takes a long time to perform. And so, like any you know human, I get distracted. And I, so I started and then I go off for my coffee break and I come back and I realized, oh, it failed. I was gone for 15 minutes and it failed at two, minute two. So there's 13 minutes of wasted time. And, and I don't like wasted time. So I, I know it's, it's annoying to have to be the restart. I don't want to be the restart. Got to be a better way. Right. Especially because we're running into this often enough. And, you know, if it takes longer than 30 seconds, my attention is probably gone anyway. And so since <laughs> it just keeps happening, it would be nice if it would maybe just sleep for a little bit and then and then try try the download again. Right. Right. If we want to retry in our code. I guess we could just retry in line. But that would that would be kind of awkward, because if we don't need to retry, then we need to conditionalize that in the let. So I, I mean. Thankfully, Clojure has a solution for us. It has something called loop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It has, it has a way of doing something again. So I think what we could do is we could make another top-level function. You know, nothing is nothing in the world is solved except for adding another level of abstraction. So we put <laughs> another another function on top of our function. And in that function, we have a loop. So, okay, so the loop just, all the loop does is says try run the function that we had before, whatever we called it, and then catch. And then at the end of the catch, just recur. There you go. Now we have a way of, I guess it'll just indefinitely do that, but that's a better solution, at least than us being it. I'd rather an infinitely dry. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, a couple things. So let's, uh, let's call the, uh, the, the uh, formerly known as top-level function... Why don't we just continue to call that the orchestration function for clarity? Yeah, that sounds good. So that when the top-level function calls the top-level function, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. So, so, so we introduce this new layer that's going to call the orchestration function inside of a loop. That makes sense. And yeah, a yeah. couple issues come to mind. 
The first is what you already mentioned. When's it going to stop? And that that's some amount of context. Like how many times have I done this? Is it just going to keep running forever? So let's ignore that for now. Let's just say, yes, it's going to keep running forever. We're going to come back and we're going to check on the progress and we're going to go, oh, (laughs) it's still running. Okay, so this is a new problem. But then the other issue is if you have the loop and then the try catch inside the loop and you catch and you try to recur, you can't recur. This is a this is a limitation within the closure. Oh right, right? it's you not at the tail position. It must right, be at the tail position. Right. And catch is one level up. It's 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 yeah a nesting. one level up inside of try. Yes, which which is you know we can all argue about the semantics of what could be or whatever, but that's just the reality. <laughs> so what you need to do what is do? Yeah. make a let block inside this try inside the loop. And then that let block, when you call the function, you have the try catch, call the function, it catches, it returns a value, you assign it to like outcome, let's say. Oh, to the binding, I see. Yeah, yeah, and you bind the outcome. And so so if the function succeeds, you could have it return a success keyword. And then if the, the catch block uh, catches something and says, okay, I don't just want to rethrow this and just be dead. You know, I want to actually say, oh, this is a retry condition. Then it can return a retry keyword. And then you can basically inside that let block have a win, you know, outcome equals, well, win equals outcome retry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Recur, right? And and so that gets you out of that that issue because you can you can still have the when inside the let and it's still considered a tail position but not the catch inside the try right mhm uh, yeah and that actually solves the uh, infinite problem too is if we make it instead of an if instead of a when then if 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 it's if it equals retry then recur else just that's it like it, or actually the right. when actually solves it for us it, it just returns nil to the uh, outside so we 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 right. we no longer infinitely working when we don't need to anymore. <laughs> well, and I suppose you could add some some more context into the loop if you wanted your retry counter. Mm-hmm. And you can also have the when the when the orchestration function returns, it can return information about the highlight reel that it made. And so instead of returning result or true or whatever, it can result return the actual output from that lower level function. That lower level function it used to be at the top level, and now it's relegated <laughs> to lower level. Oh, it got demoted. <laughs> That's right. You are just further down on the stack, buddy. <laughs> no longer king of the stack. <laughs> okay, so that's all wonderful, but I have a problem with this too. Okay. We're doing the entire orchestration again. I mean, okay, so so we got the everything from the event database. We got everything from the MAM. We started downloading. We're three clips in, and and the third clip fails. So we're just saying, hey, start again from the, the beginning, the top of your to-do list, you know, for this poor orchestration function. He's just trying to do his job. And we just said, go again from the top. So I, I don't like that. Sure. It's item potent. So it should recover fairly fast. But it does seem a little silly when we're downloading the last clip for it to Ooh, you so know, recall the database and get the event information and recall the MAM and get all the clips and then walk through each of the clips and so on and so forth. So yeah, you could do that. 
I mean, another option is to just push the retry down into the IO function that uh, is doing the download, you know? So, so we, okay. we have so, download clip and if the clip uh-huh. fails, it just, it, you, you put that counter that we just talked about. So we're, sho- we're making a loop inside of the download function and that loop is going to try a certain number of times and it, and, and you'll have a catch there. Mm-hmm. Same kind of semantics, right? We're just shoving the same sort of logic down into the download function instead. So it will, it's basically download this and keep retrying until you succeed. Or yeah, or retry 10 times and then let the exception fly and everything blows up or, or whatever, whatever logic you want. Right. So instead of the, uh, the loop being a, a level up, from the orchestration function, now it's a level down, right? Yes, it's it's it. We pushed it down, so now 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 the now the orchestration function has re- retained its job as the manager. Um, <laughs> well, but the problem is that we've 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 reintroduced a second level of context again. We like literally spent the last episode getting all the context at the same level, and so everything's on the workbench at the same level. And we took we we took one of the tools and we shoved it in a drawer. So now we don't know how. So, okay, so when it fails on the fourth time for a different reason than the first three times, how do we know the context, both the context on the workbench and the context at that level? You know what I mean? The same problem we had last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see this as a problem because we should just go to the podcast feed and mutate it and delete the last episode and replace it with the current episode. (laughs) And then no time has been wasted, right? (laughs) Oh, that's I, I was not expecting that level of mutation. I was I, I, I always expect like like a Kafka log. I feel like our podcast episodes are <laughs> written in stone. <laughs> written in stone. That's right. You know, uh, it is a log, I guess. <laughs> it's funny how logs are great for distributed systems and problems and distributed coordination and synchronization, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I think so I think so instead of the loop being above us or the loop being below, sorry, above the orchestration function or the loop being below the orchestration function. The orchestration function has all of the context that knows what it should do and how it should, when it should retry and when it shouldn't retry. So we need to put somehow figure out a way to put the loop at the same level as the context, put it in the orchestration function. Right, right. Yeah, not make context above it, not make context below it, but mm. but add more context in the middle of the action where where all the action is happening already. Which and is all kind of, of annoying, right? Is. Because yeah. right, we're using a let block to sequence this thing, and let blocks don't really like to have a ton of I I guess you could just have like one of your items the download just have a little loop right there in that download. You know, as you're marching through that, that's Ooh. one thing you could do. And so then the context, this little, but man, you know, it does, it does start to get a little squirrely. <laughs> it seems like we should be putting a loop around the let block and not putting loops inside, inside the let bindings area. I mean, this, this could get pretty crazy, right? I think, yeah, I feel like the let block is a little out of hand any already. So I think. Maybe instead of having nested loops in the let block executions, maybe maybe one of the top level makes makes the most sense. Yes, yes. The 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 loop around the let. But then you do run into another interesting problem because then it 
if you want to recur there, you're going to have some information already. Right. So if, if you just do a blind recur, I guess at the very least, maybe you just recur on the counter and then you're going to redo all the IO, which is sort of the goal that we, we wanted to avoid in the first place, right? From the, from the extra top level one. Right. We have the event info. We don't want to call the database again. We already have it. So we want to we want to recur to try again, but we also want to preserve some of this context that we had. Oh, yeah. So we can hand that context into, we have to hand that context into recur. I mean, an, another option is, you know, we could make an atom and start mutating. <laughs> this is... Whoa. You know, right? But anyway, like one way, one way, either we're we're taking an atom and we're like swapping, you know, pieces of context into this growing atom or we're recurring on them, which is a little cleaner. Right. So then that would mean now we have now we have a, a like a loop that it's at the, at the top of the loop. There's like, you know, this bit of context, that bit of context. There's like multiple levels of like the, the, the event information is a, is a context that we're passing through the recur. You know, the clips is an event, a context we're passing through to occur. Right. Right. So you have this loop that starts with like, you know, event and clips. Like these are all the bindings for the loop and they all start with nil. Right. And then you recur and you pass the bindings in. And then the let block has to be aware of those bindings. And then the let block has to kind of go, oh, oh, did I get it from the binding? Well, let me not do the IO. Right. And so there's a lot of conditional or logic and stuff <laughs> like that going on. Right. And uh, I think, okay, so this isn't as completely crazy as having our loop recur in the expression part of a let binding. Well, I, okay. So for all of you that were just offended by that statement, I'm very sorry. I've done it before, but maybe maybe it's not the best approach sometimes. <laughs> so our, our let block is just getting even even more squirrely and out of hand, right? Yeah, I feel like we took a let block that was already... I mean, it did describe the entire process. So that's going to be a, a positive for that. But then all the negatives are, it describes the entire process. <laughs> it also, it <laughs> the now, positive now is it has everything. The negative is it has everything. <laughs> and then right? we're adding conditionals into each of, that, each of those levels to make sure we don't redo work. And I feel like we're, we, we, we will have accomplished the goal of keeping the loop and the context nearby. But... I feel like we're we're riding down a road that has only suffering at the end because we have <laughs> all of these instructions in the let block and but we're we're trying to do a loop. So we're trying to a loop is is something we want to we it needs to be a simple uh a simple pass between each level of the loop, each iteration of the loop. And we have too much going on in this let block. We can't squeeze this let block through the recur. That's the problem. We're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And I think yeah. we need to do something that's more, let's say, let's say loop native. Let's, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's start off with, instead of saying, let's take our existing code and shove it into a loop, let's go, let's take a loop and see what would our code look like inside that. We would like some more loop native code inside of our cloud native application. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I apologize. But uh, you can't possibly be suggesting in all this that uh, just because we can doesn't mean we should. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're programmers. If the language lets us do it, it must be a good idea, right? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. 
It's one of the reasons why I like closure is because it specifically tells me that I can't do some things that are bad to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're you're right in that this structure of this solution, we want a loop and we want the context and we, we want this all happening at the same level, right? And this loop just really sort of messed everything up because we had this nice clean sequence and step one in the let block could drive step two in the let block, which could drive step three in the let block, et cetera. And now this looping thing, we have to like re-enter partially done and so on and so forth. And so it it is kind of messy. So I think if we want to make this more loop native, maybe we should step back and think like what is happening in each of these parts? Yes. We're doing a little bit of thinking, right? A little bit of pure logic, like, like what is the next step? And then we are executing the next step. We're doing that, that operation, like look in the database. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're taking the result of that operation and then we're, we're adding it into this growing context, right? As, as you're moving down through the let bindings, you're adding more and more and more things into context. Oh, yeah. So we're assimilating these outputs. We ran it through a pure transform to turn it from the raw result in, into the thing that we can use. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, we're, we're f- okay. There's, we're thinking, okay, what's the next step? We're doing the next step. We're taking the result in the next step. And then we're doing that again we, at, at each level, right? So we think, do, assimilate, repeat. Think, do, assimilate. Exactly. And if you look at the let block that we have here, uh, you can't, our listeners, but, and, and, but we can, uh, is, this is it's, the let block is think, do, assimilate, think, do, assimilate, think, do, assimilate. Like it's, it's, it's the same structure repeated again and again. Right. And so... Because it's repeated again and again, hey, that's what we can put in our loop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This forms a basic structure of the loop, right? Right. So what does that and, look like? And then what's nice is then the doing can be a little bit conditional, right? When when we look at what we have and we go, oh, okay, I have some context mm-hmm. and now I have an error, Maybe maybe the the do here is wait as opposed to the do being download the next thing. Right. Some action. What we would consider an action, right? Right. And so that that's sort of the basic structure. Right. And so in this loop that we've now made, we want to make a loop around the outside. So we got that right. Now what 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 is the structure inside? So we have the structure, we we can see the common structure in the let. Now what does the structure look like inside this loop? Right. So the idea is we are accumulating a context. And so we want to take a map and that map is open data. Mm. And we can just continue to associate more and more and more pieces of it if we need to. Right. So we have this map that has the world in it. And then we should have a function that can take everything, the whole context, and tell us, hey, here's what you should do next, because this context moves in time, right? It's not, it's not static, it's growing. So based on what you see there, here's what you should do next. Then we should have another function that knows how to do those things. So we hand it the, here are the instructions I got, go do them, <laughs> and gives us some kind of result back. And then another pure function that can take that result and take the context and weave it in appropriately. Make the next context. 
Right. Make the next context. It's a, it's a reducing function, right? You take the current state and some event or some information and you produce the next state or context as we like to call it in this case. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now what the, but then once we've, once we're done with those three steps, we now have a new state and that new state is the perfect thing to recur with. So now our recur just has one slot that it needs to go through. Oh yeah, that map, yeah. right? That map is just like, just recur with that map. It's it's a growing thing, right? We don't have like 15 little bindings in the in the loop that each had to start with nil and get replaced over time or yeah, we just have a map. Oh gosh. And, and, and so instead of these basic bits of context spread all over your workbench, it's like they're all now in a backpack. And so a backpack's much easier to hand to someone else. And so it's also all of the context is in one map. And so when you encounter an error, like an error from a, an execute operation or an error from even an error from like integrating it into the next state, you can just say, well, here's the whole state and it has everything in it. It has, it has the clip information. It has the files that have already been downloaded. It has the last error that you got, everything. It can have everything in it. One map to rule them all. <laughs> Might this be the fabled single application state that people talk about <laughs> in certain in certain contexts like UI programming? Put your entire application state in a single atom, a single map. <laughs> yes, they've been talking for it about it for an age. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like even if we to go back to the atom example where we had a recur with nothing because we have this atom that everything can see and you know muck with um even still you 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 can't just put all these separate things in an atom right you'd either have to make a vector and put them all in positionally which sounds like a really bad idea <laughs> yeah or a map to put them all in and give them names. So 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 we're we're at this point where it seems like the logical conclusion that we're getting at is oh yeah, let's just put all of this context into a map. It's going to grow. That's the thing that's going to keep recurring 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 as it grows and grows and grows. And now our process can take more than one path because it's driven by the context. Right, and it can branch at any point at, at at the appropriate point when there's an error, and retry without losing all the context because the previous context is carried along with it into the next loop. Okay, so then for each of those functions, right, we have the the thinking function, the doing function, and the assimilate function. You know, so so what should those look like? Like how how should we like what how should we program? that thinking function. Well, hold on, hold on. I mean, obviously enclosure, but 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 hold on. <laughs> I think we've run out of time. We've we Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at the time? You know, I just looked at the clock and I I agree with you. I think we did run out of time. <laughs> I think we'll have to leave that for next week. We'll have to wrap up this context and recur for next time. Yes. And don't worry, we'll come back to the problem that we, we talked about this week. Oh, yeah. We want to retry, don't we? I guess we'll have to retry next week. <laughs> we'll have to retry our solution one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this, this was a lot of fun, and we hope mm. you enjoyed it. We would love to hear from you. A great way to chat with us is to hop into the Clojurian Slack 
in the Closure Design podcast channel, and that's where we hang out. And we have all sorts of fun discussions about the episode. Mm. But you can send us more asynchronous communication via a tweet at Closure Design or an email to feedback at closuredesign.club. Yes, please do. We love getting communications. I mean, messages or whatever they're called. (laughs) Uh, The other thing you can do is you can go on the interwebs uh, in your web browser and go to closuredesign.club. And there you will find all of our past show notes and episodes, as well as a listing of all of the series that we've done up until this point. So there's, there's something else. There's something out there for you, too. With 111 episodes to listen to, there's plenty of stuff to check out. While you're waiting for next week, go back and uh, give a listen to some of your favorite episodes or listen to an episode you've never listened to before. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.